Crown Money, where we show you how to pay your home loan off in up to half the time of a normal bank loan. Welcome to the Crown Money Podcast. I'm Jessie Edge and I'm joined today by one of the smartest people I know, the legendary Chelsea Burton. Welcome, Charles. Oh, wow. What an introduction. Thanks, Jess. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries. Look, I'd love to pick your brain today. You have a particular passion for the property market. So you tend to have your finger on the, on the pulse of what's happening and I would love to get an update on what has been happening and possibly what might be happening in the near future. So any yeah. any thoughts, Chelsea? Yeah, well, I don't think the property market's really done what we all expected it to do this year yet. And I mean, it may still be coming, but right now it hasn't happened. Um, we were all expecting that with fixed rates coming off over the course of the second half of this year, that property prices would start to dip a bit which doesn't seem to be happening. There's a significant demand in the market in a lot of areas for uh, property, particularly because I think there's been a lot of builders going under and so that sort of led to a shortage in the market. uh, There's a huge rental demand for people who haven't been able to get houses, who need houses or, you know, who have been intending to move out to a property that was being constructed that now isn't being constructed which is leading to rental price increases as well as property price increases. So crazy. Uh, it's a crazy. Storm right now. Absolutely. And whether or not that's going to change, I mean, it's anyone's guess at this point, I think. There's still um, a lot of fixed rates to come up over the course of the next 12 months. That may change. There are certainly some areas that are quieter than they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are a lot of areas that are pumping too. So yeah, it's so bizarre. Um, what so what's happening with the builders at the moment? What's the kind of latest with that with the construction industry? So there are some builders that are seem to be fine. Their houses are, yeah. are ticking along quite nicely. They are being built in the timeframes that were expected, and that's awesome. There are a lot of construction that has been delayed because mm. of shortages on supplies over the COVID period and the and the period just after that. And now labor shortages because they're not able to get your basic laborers and carpenters and, and whatnot. Is that because we're not bringing in enough people? Probably a little bit to do with that. I mean, over COVID, there was, we, we stopped people coming into the country. So mm-hmm. those people that would have filled those jobs, it's, that's been delayed. But also because there are a lot of government projects that are Paying really oh, well, uh, uh, taking up all the construction workers. They're taking up all the construction workers. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, people are opting for that where they know they're going to get paid on time rather than going for a builder where they don't know whether or not the builder sold mm-hmm. it and they may not necessarily get paid. Wow. So this is causing mm-hmm. a little bit of an I- issue on on multiple fronts in the construction Absolutely. industry. Yeah, and then there were uh, a lot of the builders. They do fixed price contracts. For in the future, so they, you know, will sign a contract today knowing your property's not titling for two years, but the price today is the price of the contract. So for those that were signed, you know, before COVID and early on in COVID when the titles got pushed back and then all of the supplies went up in price and all of the, the labour prices went up. And, and all of a sudden yeah, the contracts yeah. are underwater. Exactly yep. right. And they're having to build them for that price. So, and they can't. So they're going belly up. And what's happening to a lot of these families that are, you know, facing this issue and can't get their houses built? What what do they do from there? Well, it's actually quite a problem because they're having to pay rent or the mortgage on the place that they're currently living and then they've got the mortgage on the place that they are supposed to be living in. Um, So they're paying two mortgages but only have one property to live in, which isn't the one that they wanted. 
Nope. And they're having to go through builder's insurance, but that takes time. I mean, that's that's not going to be fixed in you know a couple of months. That take some serious time. So in yep. the meantime, they're stuck paying the two mortgages. And if they've had to abandon their previous contract and get a new one, the new one's usually 50, 60 to 100 grand more than what it was before. Exactly right. So many un- Exactly. Costs. It's a really difficult situation. Is the government it is. stepping in at all? Are they? My understanding is the government's supporting them with their insurance claims, but that's really it. Yeah. 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 So, and also to a lot of the, at the bigger builders where that, you know, it was well publicised that they had gone under. The houses that were advertising those builders as the builders got things stolen out of them. So oh, they got destroyed. Oh, so not only, yeah, so not only are they, you know, 95% built and paying two mortgages, but now the house has been destroyed and they're basically having to start again. That again. Oh, it's just such a terrible situation to be in. It really mm. is. We feel for it's any awful. family out there that's going through it. It's horrible. Mm. Um, Absolutely. So we're talking about, yeah, so there's obviously low supply of property in Australia. Why is the demand for property increasing? You know, I was on the understanding that we had less immigration coming in, so potentially that that would have softened a bit, but it seems like it's just never-ending demand. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a combination of a few things. Firstly, that the people who are building houses who now can't build yep, they um, are enough. stuck in the rental properties that they had before. <laughs> The people yep. who were moving out of home that were going to be living in those places now can't live in those places because yep. the previous tenants are still there. So they're <laughs> looking for other properties. And then we actually have 200,000 immigrants coming over in the next few years that are going to need housing yeah. as well. Yeah. So, so demand is growing. Demand it's not shrinking. Mm-hmm. So it's good if you have a property right now. <laughs> not good if you don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't really know what's going to happen, do we, over the next kind of 6, 12, 24 months? No, there are a lot of indicators that would suggest that property prices should go down, but then there are a lot of indicators that suggest that they should go up. So probably what's going to happen is what's currently happening, which is areas of high demand are going to keep going up and areas of low demand will start to shrink. Mm. And what are, the, what are the states doing at the moment? Like, is there any particular state that's kind of skyrocketing more than any other or is it pretty much across the board? Queensland's going crazy. And people are moving up there in droves, um, particularly retirees who don't want to deal with the Melbourne weather. Yeah. WA's gone crazy lately too, but WA is one of those markets that will go nuts for a year or two and then really retract. So, yeah. Yeah, just I mean, yeah, so, speaking from personal experience, we've got family members who have held on to a house for the last kind of 10 years and only in the last probably six to nine months has it gone up almost 200K, I think it is, in just yeah. such a short period yeah. of time. And it's just that huge rental demand as everybody's coming back into the state. I remember when we were trying to get a rental property, we had to offer $200 a week over the asking price just to be able to secure mm. the property. I could not believe it at the time. But that's that's just what the market's doing. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But then a year from now, the property prices will come back and they'll stay stagnant again for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so sell down. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, um, this is a very broad kind of discussion, obviously, but what do you think is the long-term solution to a housing crisis like that we're experiencing right now where families, genuinely families are going homeless, you know, people are having to live in conditions that they don't want to live in? Like, what, where do we go from here? It's a real tricky one because I think a lot of people, they like to live in the area that they're used to living in. And so they get upset when they're not able to 
get property for rental or for purchase in the area that they want to live in. And sometimes, you know, that just is what it is. Maybe we need to look at moving out somewhere yep. close but not the same place, you know, um, somewhere where you can afford rather than somewhere where you want to live. Some of those suburbs where you may not think you want to live there, there there's so many more people moving there. There's so much more activity. There's new shopping centres. There's new um, lifestyle areas. It's just there's so much more going into those suburbs that within the next kind of couple of years, they're going to be the place that you want to live anywhere and you would have gotten in on the ground kind of level. Absolutely. And in a lot of those places, the land is really cheap, which is great. Um, but you've got to build, which is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and people are really shying away from building right now, which is understandable because they don't know like that there's a real risk there that they might not get a house. Yeah. You know, there are some builders that are advertising that they're really well backed. And so, you know, the chances of them being able to finish your house are pretty high. But then there are a lot of others that don't have that same backing so and the contract price um, is usually a little bit more inflated in that case anyway right like they're having to exactly at the moment to try and get get us through yeah Mm. and then if you look at areas like for example Wyndham Vale of Victoria where you might buy a block of land for three hundred thousand dollars and then you might be able to build which a build you know a year ago would have been 350 and you're now looking at 450 500,000 for the same build that property complete is probably worth 550 Right, so like even if you do decide to buy the land and you do decide to build for that price, the valuations aren't coming in when they the need money to come back. in because you can't get the money back. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So you think Queensland's pretty good right now? Everywhere's mm. looking, some pockets are looking pretty good right now all across Australia. Don't try and build. Yeah, <laughs> don't try and build. Buy established, yeah, but it's really, it's more suburb specific than it used to be. So. Oh, yeah. You used to find, you know, for example, in Melbourne, you know, the West would be doing something and the East would be doing something else. Now we have specific Specific suburbs in the West that are going really well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So pick your pocket. (laughs) Pick your pocket. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, well, that's really interesting. Thank you so much, Charles. It's always fascinating to, to get a bit of an update from you. So I really appreciate that. Basically, everything's a bit crazy. We really don't know what's going to happen. And uh, just keep an eye on your local area. (laughs) In a nutshell. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Charles. Looking forward to having you on again very soon. Thanks so much, Jess.